All right, welcome everybody to the N Word for Nerd podcast. I'm your host, the corny one, Jason. We're sitting here today with, I guess, we, we got to admit, let's just go in and break it to you because I know you guys are looking at the screen or probably going to hear and be like, I thought he was fired. So, guys, um, um, we apparently there's a higher going on. Yeah, there's legal stuff going on that we can't talk about on the show, but until that's resolved, welcome back, Jaren. Welcome back to the show. How's it going, Jaren? <laughs> Uh, until further notice, I will be your affirmative action hire for the foreseeable future. Glad to be here, uh, and glad that that uh, we're not allowed to talk about the details surrounding that. You know, yeah, I mean, it's so funny. If we get a guest in the show, there's another white dude, and Jaren's sick or something, and we just, <laughs> put Jaren. just call him Jaren. Yeah. Like, hey, just, just type Jaren into the thing on the bottom. <laughs> I would like, not. I, I don't think it'd be funny. <laughs> I did not know discrimination suits work the other way when there's only <laughs> one white guy. We fire him that doesn't look good on paper. So anyway, <laughs> uh, our other host, as always, we have the Duke of all nerds, Jason number A. What's going on, Jason? How's it going? Hi, from beautiful Jacksonville, Florida, home Nerd. of jean shorts, methamphetamines, and Fighting family members. Bath salts. <laughs> Bath salts. Oh, man. Have you seen Florida Man? <laughs> yes. Every day we I've are. been here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, as always, before we jump into the great product that we have for you today, we are going to talk about top three sci-fi Star Wars. That is not Star Wars, and that's Star Trek. We're also going to talk about Dune, because I know everybody's been talking about that and have seen it. Also, we're going to talk about Injustice. They came out with a DC animated universe movie for the Injustice series. And then we're going to finish up our reviews with Ron Gone Wrong. And then we're going to have a nice little fun culture talk about what makes us mad in the culture. But before you hear all this great stuff or any of these segments, please remember to like, share, subscribe, and follow us on Head Cannon Circus on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And like Jaren always likes to remind me, that's why I'm so glad to have him back on the show. Make sure you hit the bell on the, to be notified when we bring that heat to you, like every single week. Yes. All right, guys. I, I think you guys had something to get out and let you get it off your chest before we first start the first segment. Anything you every guys time you say yeah. Apple Podcasts, I think you're saying Apple Pie, and I'm like, I could go for some Apple Pie. You know, yeah. I actually watched them call uh, American <laughs> American Pie the other day, the first one, and I was like, man. This movie was so much funnier when I thought I could put my penis in a pie and it would work. So uh... <laughs> when I was but after that 13 years it. old, I asked my brother Maurice if it did feel like a warm apple pie. Uh -huh. And he was like, and what did he say? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it does. Seems like what Reese would say. Cool. Let's go ahead and jump into another science fiction fantasy. <laughs> What is Dune? Dune just dropped on HBO Max and in theaters and in IMAX. And I'll get, I guess I'll let Jason go ahead and uh, kick this one off. What are your thoughts on Dune? All right. I'm going to start off by definitely saying that I really enjoyed this movie. I'm going to say that as a statement right now that I really, really, <laughs> really enjoyed this movie. Because. But <laughs> no, I don't, get, I, don't, I don't need it because it's great. The visuals are great. Like, um, I love Oscar Isaacs and anything that he does. He's awesome in it. Fucking Jason Momoa, it's even in the scenes that he's in, the scant few scenes, he has this charisma to him that's always fun to watch. Right. Um, I like this movie. Don't get me wrong. I really, really like this movie. I watched it again <laughs> today. Okay. But, but then 
<laughs> but then, <laughs> all right, there, there are one major concern that I have, and then the rest is going to just be really Nick, just nitpicky shit that I just like to pick for fun. The first thing is this movie should be a series, a prestige level TV series. Dune is just so big and so expansive and that it it needs more time. And this is kind of a long movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it needs more time to get really, really like get it going. And I feel like for me, like knowing and I never read the book itself. But I know like, you know, I've seen both the Lynch, David Lynch version as well as uh the miniseries they had on on sci-fi some years ago, 20 years ago at this point. So I'm I'm fairly familiar with the story. And there's just like, I feel like even though this movie is fucking long, I feel like they gloss over a lot of stuff. You know, I feel like a lot of things are just like, here's a character, let's keep it moving. Here's another character, let's keep it moving. And we don't have enough time to 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 really care about anything that isn't Timothy Chalamet's wispy Paul Atreides. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's my that's my only main gripe is that I want and that's probably a good gripe. It's like I want to spend more time here. I want to be more inversed in this, and that's probably a good thing. But I want more, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now my nicky picky shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is uh, just superficial. Um, this is this thing takes place in twenty thousand years in the future. Uh, we don't need Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> we could have, especially with Oscar Isaac as as the uh, as Duke Let Leto Atreides. We could yeah. have had a more diverse class. And and when I say this, it's because no, hold no. your fucking horses, Jaron. Whole cast is diverse. <laughs> when I I say this because since the main character is Paul Atreides, mm-hmm. who's kind of a Mary Sue, he is going to basically be the best for like. The best Freeman warrior there's going to be. He's going to be end up being the leader of the Freeman, which kind of skews to the whole white savior complex, right? And the because Ooh. don't don't roll your eyes, you know, I'm when rolling. you see this These a thousand so times, you're like, <laughs> it's just like you know, I he just doesn't work for me. And I think that we could have put like, you know, you have Oscar Isaac, you could have had, you know, someone else that could be Ooh. like. I don't know. They're fucking Hollywood actors. Pick one. I, I would even say Will and Jaden Smith for crying out loud. No, nah, that's bad. That would be terrible. Will Smith could probably do Duke, but not Jaden Smith. <laughs> but when you get down to it, he is going to become, and especially with the Freeman, not as in the David Lynch being just a whole bunch of other white people, with the Freeman being, the Freeman, I'm sorry, I'm pronouncing it wrong, being, you know, a collected group of darker skinned people. I just don't want to see it last samurai, and he becomes the best of these native culture. It's it's like he becomes the best Indian in the Indian group as wispy French Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> right? But as I said, Jared, it's nitpicky. I get it. It's not that important to you, considering <laughs> how how incredibly white the entire cast of David Lynch's was. Oh yeah, yeah. Considering yeah, I'm, it's jump. a step in the right direction. <laughs> a huge. I step need in a, the- I need I mean, another step. Chalamet and the girl are arguably the only white people outside of Batista, I guess, right? No, and, uh, and, uh, know, and his lady Jessica, uncle. his mother is white. Uh, Gurney, obviously played by um, what's his face? Oh, uh, uh, Cable. Yeah. Also, yeah. um, yeah. This and that's. I mean, I'm just saying it's just nitpicky. I'm saying it's nitpicky. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but like, as I said, like, dude, it would be so cool to have this be like a full like, as the main as the main family as as the Atreides family, have a full like Hispanic cast. I or will grant a- you. I will grant you that Chalamet is the whitest white 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 whitey that's ever whited. But- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, as much as I enjoy this movie, it's just like one of he just needs to get a haircut and stop being. He could give like him and Adam Driver's fucking Kylo Ren could have a brooding stare off. And brood off, <laughs> a brood off. Yeah. You think Kyler Ren would give him some, by... some run for his money in the brood off? Yeah, you think Kyler Ren would beat him by just be, with the thickness of his chest? Be like, I'm <laughs> yeah, <are> you? <laughs> Adam Driver's a man's man. You know? <laughs> but as I said, it's just a nitpicky thing. It's but like other than that, like uh, Denis Villeneuve, he has this great visual language that he does. Like you can yeah. see it in all his movies. And it's just, he has perfected it. It is so well done. And even though I feel like this movie could have been like two times longer and I probably still would have, he, he has done a good job with the uh, constraints that he has given. So there you go. That's my review. I'm not going to spoil anything other okay. than that. All right. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's go to uh, the spoiler himself. Just a warning. <laughs> spoiler, alert. Spoil. spoiler alert. Yeah, so. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Y'all, let's go ahead with Jaren. All right, Jaren, what did you think y'all. of? Oh, I thought Dune. you were introducing yourself. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, first and foremost, uh, very diverse cast. Um, although I do have diverse to say, cast. I disagree. Uh, I was not a believer in Chalamet. I haven't really ever seen him in anything that uh, I think I enjoyed him in, or at least was memorable that I could remember. But I, I'm 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 on board with Chalamet. I I thought he was uh, uh I thought the acting this from him, I mean he had an entire amazing cast around him and they all fucking delivered in my opinion. But uh, he I thought he carried it well. Um, the directing. Let's have a conversation, man. This world felt lived in. It felt old. It felt ancient. It felt like it felt like it was a a gross factory that had been strip mined and ripped out with all their people real fast. Like it all felt like that things broke, things didn't work right. That the, the airlift thing that couldn't clasp right. Cause it's a piece of shit and it's old. And they had to watch their, uh, their spice digger get eaten by the sandworm. Phenomenal. Um, he has, the director has such an amazing eye for scale. He, framed some of these shots so incredibly well so you got this beautiful idea of how people stood like human height next to some of these massive ships that they were landing in with and stuff like that i fucking love that about it um obviously they uh in you know it's weird because in the first movie the the original planet they were on where they came from uh yeah it was just it was just some stock footage of like la pier but uh, yeah. but here it was like the OC. Yeah. <laughs> but in this one, it was you know Ireland. So it was. I'm all about it. <laughs> That's Ireland. I know that. That's yeah. Just, I was like, well, that's the best place in the world. <laughs> straight up, put some more in that moment. <laughs> uh, no, I mean I don't. I actually don't know if it's Ireland. It fucking looked like Ireland. It could have been Scotland to be fair. But uh, uh, well, yeah, you know, the. Uh, the houses, I, I like. They, I thought they did a really good job because I, you know, I had known the story, but it's been a long time since I watched it. So this is more of a refresher for me. So maybe that helped me. But I thought that they dripped 
like the necessary story in where they like into conversation better. Uh, in the first one, they had a lot of it was like a lot inner of monologue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a lot of voiceover. We're going to talk to you about 25 minutes of this movie about what's going on real quick. Well, that Let's actor, all that, sit down. <laughs> yeah. Just mm-hmm. stare into the middle distance as I get slower and slower like, closer to you with my camera for 10 minutes. Yeah, no, that didn't happen in this. I thought they weaved a very complex, very dense story. I thought they did a good job of kind of dripping it into uh, dialogue that can carry along. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 the, I, my only issue with this movie is that he set out, the director set out to write one movie, The Hero's Journey. And he agreed right at the rip to split it in half. And he didn't make a uh, three act distinction for both movies he said first act we're gonna start the second act we're gonna get to a point and then fuck you we'll see you next year (laughs) year. you're gonna get the second half of the second act and then the third act there's no complete movie here it is definitely a poke in the fucking eye if you want a complete story you feel that way okay i feel differently but on my turn i'll talk about that go ahead movie's over right here Miss, yeah. I'll talk about my turn. <laughs> I felt the ramp up, like that whole fight happened. I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's do this, let's see what happens. Oh, next, next, next time. Okay, all right. To be continued. Got it. All right, cool. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I would, that was I would the say, only issue. I would say like a lot of stuff in the trailer, like especially the first trailer, uh, doesn't really happen in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude never has blue eyes in this. Yeah, like <laughs> why I like a, well, like a he, he, he does have blue eyes in, it in his. Uh, it's flash forward. Oh, so in his dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But things okay. that the movie, the trailer yes. makes you think is a part of the movie are not like, a part like of Zendaya the movie at all. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like Zendaya. <laughs> oh, <wow>. Heavily <laughs> featured in the, in, in the, in the trailers, not the, the, the less the better. I'm fine with that. Uh, oh, fuck you, Jason. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Boo. She's come on, man. We'll, we'll have a, we'll have a separate discussion about her one day. We'll, okay. <laughs> Zendaya, yeah. Michael B. Jordan. Is there any black actors you like <laughs> that's up and coming? Denzel, The Rock. Oh my God, Will Denzel. Smith, John Bodega. I mean, I can go through a list. I, I, I have a lot of them. It's just y'all like the anyway. Well, again, we'll have that discussion another day for yeah, another show. Like, and those maybe on my pre-show. list too. <laughs> maybe a pre-show conversation about anyway. Plus, plus Zendaya, plus Michael B. Jordan. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just joking with. You. I'm just I'm just jostling you, Jason. You have. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I was letting Jared finish. Sorry, I didn't. Oh, that, that, that was it. That, that, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Jason, tell us. Okay. You know, I mean, we, we, you know, you shit on this thing. Come on, Jason. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> Do, Dune done did it. Did it again. Did the damn thing. You know, Dune done did it. Damn, damn. All that. All the D's got to work in this sentence now. But no, this is probably the most beautiful sci-fi movie I've probably ever seen. That, like, from beginning to end. It's amazing. And as we were talking in the pre-show before we started recording, like I told Jason, he knows the big, this book is boring as fuck. Like, I've read three-fourths of Dune. I didn't finish Dune because it's so boring to me that I was like, I'm good. I'm going to put this, uh, you know, journal-sized book off in the corner. But he knows that this, the first part, is not really the most exciting thing to behold and see. So the fact that he could capture you with the visuals and hold you there for all through the part that's a slog to get to where it ramps up is a very impressive feat. I was attuned to the TV the whole time because it felt like every single shot 
meant something. It felt like every single scene was a build to something. Even if it didn't, the fact that how it was shot and how it was presented to you, you felt like you were seeing something important, which I will say on the negative side, once you start getting it in, it gets exhausting because you're like, hold on, is this supposed to be? Hold on, is it like you're just trying to take in everything because you don't want to miss anything? But the point is, is that he knows what this book was. And a lot of people don't think this book could have ever been adapted to a movie. So the fact that he's able to capture attention with the visuals and some of the sound and let's just be real. The the actors that are in here that are taking the lead for this first one are all very charismatic. I mean, we talked about mm-hmm. Jason Momoa, we talked about Eric, uh, Oscar Isaac, right. but we didn't talk about probably the most, I feel, charismatic and most, I guess, the most appealing person on here. I mean, Rebecca Ferguson's amazing in this. Yeah. She is yeah. freaking amazing in this. And if you were going to keep it real, she is what ties this whole story together because yeah. of her position in the if with the father to the son i love the fact that this is one of the first movies i got to see yeah right 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 it was one of the first movies yeah. that i felt like that we didn't have to do the whole the strong kingly father disapproves of the weenie son and you got to mm. earn my, like this was a loving family like you felt like they were a unit and that they actually loved each other and i want to be the trainees right 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 they wanted his son to exceed he wanted his son to eventually take over and all this great stuff I thought that was beautiful. The anguish on Rebecca Ferguson, the mother, when she had to send him in with the, the shorty to, to see if he had powers and she knows what this test is going to be like. And she's anguished because like her son could die. And it, it's just Rebecca and Ferguson, that, shout out to her. Like That whole go, sequence go too, where they didn't have to spell it out for you, but to tell you how important that like uh, sect was to her when you had Oscar Isaac point Blake ask her when he it came to mind, he was like, I need to know you will protect our son. Right. She's like, right with right, my right. life. He's like, I need to hear you say it. That's how mu- that's how impactful, that's how powerful that that whole sect is. And you got that communicated with just the worry on his face and that line delivered. And that's all you needed to know about their influence and how powerful they were and what the the acolytes were willing to do to, you know. I was like, that's awesome. Really well. Right. And so uh so shout out to Rebecca Ferguson for this one. But going in into the movie, um, this movie makes you want to drop IMAX money. And that's rare for mm-hmm. me because I ain't trying to watch no shit on no IMAX. Even when Christopher Nolan comes out with some stuff and I'm like, oh, some of the scenes are filming. I'll be like, nah, I'm good. And that brings me to my main point of this. Uh, I'm going to call him Dennis the Menace. My man, he hasn't made a bad movie that I've seen from Blade Runner to this, from Escape to Prisoner. I haven't seen a bad movie from him. And a lot of people have compared him to Nolan in the fact of how they set shots and how they do things. But he has one key thing that makes him so much doper than Nolan. Nolan gets caught up in the core premise of what his idea is in his movies, and you never care about the characters. You care too much about what the idea is. Look at Inception. Look at Tenet. Like, you get so caught up in what the idea of what the movie is that the characters don't mean as much. He is all about the characters. I mean, Blade Runner, you you remove for Harrison Ford from majority of the movie and put a new character in place, and you fall in love with... Oh, it's just... He builds these worlds and he builds these characters to a point that you're interested in what their evolution is. You're interested in what their plight is. You're interested in their story. Even the exterior characters, you know, it feels so lived in that you wonder what led them to this point. Uh, The greatest thing I always think about is in the beginning of Blade Runner, when he comes to Batista's home and that whole (laughs) exchange. Like, I want to know Batista's life. And in that same moment when he snuffed out, I actually felt bad but because i i feel like this he, he lived a life that I, it was worth living that was worth seeing so and he was the fact able that, to do that in one scene exactly 
And so the fact that he's able to build these characters like that. Now, I remember my first thing was I hated the main lead. I was like, oh, this dude's terrible, blah, blah, blah. But then as the movie continued, you started to see his confidence build. You started to see his command build. You started to see that he is almost to the point that he's trying to live in those shoes and live up to the to the image he's supposed to be. So I thought that was good development. I think Homeboy does have the acting chops to pull off what is supposed to come in the second half if they are granted to do the second part of it. Because near the end, I started seeing that he was coming from that boy to a man situation. Like the whole duel, the fight and all that. And shout out to Javier, because Javier yeah. is, is oh stoping everything, bro. Yeah. Yeah, he's stoping everything. He steals the scene when he walks in there. In the yeah. Yes. When he, <laughs> That's and, the spit. And they're like, it's what? Oh, it's just so good. It's just so good. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. So the, the only real negative that I have in there is um, don't do my man Aquaman like that, man. He was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, he, he was always going to die. Oh, I know. Spoiler alert, I know. spoiler alert, spoiler alert. He gets cloned. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, don't do my man like that. I was all for that, man. That, that was my dude. Um, That's, like, my biggest. And now going to your point of where it shuts off, like, I think it's the proper place to stop. And I think it does do a complete movie because we have to keep in mind you two knowing the whole scope of it. But for the movie's sake, the problem with the ending is because if they would have pulled, the villains weren't fleshed out enough to understand that where it ended at, the villains had succeeded and won. The movie is that. The, the first part of this movie is the villains have a plan, they execute their plan, they won. End of the movie. But because we're used to the hero winning at the end, and it stops, yeah. we're like, oh, this sucks because we didn't see what we thought was the hero's journey. If you look at it from the perspective of the villain, the villains won and the movie ends there. So now, if you want to go, quote unquote, the Empire has to strike back. Part two is going to be him starting to build himself to be able to fight this threat because he's lost everything. He's lost technically everything. He's lost the kingdom. He's lost all of his air, his hair, and all this stuff like that. So the movie ended, I hate to say, in a perspective of, yes, the whole movie was about setting up the world, which we know, but also the second part of the movie was who's going to win between this setup from the villain versus our heroes. Well, the villain won. And I think it just feels a, a, an abrupt stop because we're not used to the fucking villain winning. And I think they just gave us that fight scene at the end just to be like, hey, you waited this long. Let's give you something cool at the end. Because and that's the only reason really is, I mean, it's there to build other stuff. But the only reason it's really placed like that is to be like, hey, we'll give you something to leave out of here for so you won't be completely pissed off. And then homie, homeboy right, right in the sandworm is pretty dope too to end on too as well. But that's why I said I felt like the ending wasn't, Oh, well, we're not going to finish anything. Well, because they finished what the movie, the, what it was about. Like, one one party was like, I want to destroy those fuckers. The other party was like, no, we just want to make a living. Well, the party wanted to destroy one. Game over. So <laughs> that's why I didn't have a problem where it ended. But also, I, I likened it to, and I hate likening it to the Lord of the Rings thing, but the movies itself, where Fellowship ends with a spot where I think it's like the accomplishment had been done. The, the Fellowship had brought them together, been brought together. The Fellowship had dispersed. That's the end of the movie. Well, for this one, the bad guys won. End of the movie. And so hopefully this gets this part two, and then we get to see more of this journey, and then that we can actually feel like we have some resolution or some get back for the good guys. So that's why I didn't have an issue where it landed. But I've heard more people say they felt like it just ended abruptly. But I was like, there's nothing more left to do unless you want to watch a Rocky training montage and then <laughs> him build an army. And then, like I'm saying, like you get what I'm saying, like the next steps of this process, thirty minutes to a three-hour movie, <laughs> right, right. The next steps of these processes is him trying to build the get back, which 
it should be a whole movie in itself so we can get the complexity of this new area of these new people of like again this world building we just got in the first part we have to do this kind of all over again with this new group of people while progressing our heroes so um yeah, that's my review. Again, I liked it. Yeah. I loved it, man. I thought it was good. I mean, and to Jason, to your point, now that I've, I'm thinking about it, you can also say that the movie ends when his innocent ends, his innocence ends. Yeah. You know, like the whole entire time, he's kind of like trying to fight his sort of like growing up. He's kind of like, I don't know if I want to be the leader of your whole entire house. I don't know if I want to, you know, fight the good fight against the Harkonnens or whatever like that. And, you know, and there's a lovely scene where Oscar Isaac, it's in the fucking trailer, but I still loved it in the movie where he's like, You're all you got to be is my kid. That's all I ever wanted to be. Yeah. But right. when he ends up, you know, after, you know, his home is taken away from him, you know, his family is taken away from him, all his things right, are taken right. away from him, yeah. he has to grow up. And in that moment, he has to end his childhood by fighting a grown ass man and killing him. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Jaron, last words on Dune, your thoughts, last words, and we'll get yeah. my rating and wrap this up. Yeah, it's interesting you uh, you threw it up against Nolan. I, I I kept comparing him to another director too, but it was Ridley Scott. Uh, mm, Ridley Scott does good. a lot that's of those, uh, and I just think that uh, our boy here uh, just does a lot of what Ridley Scott does, but with infinitely more interesting characters, especially but when we talk about like Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> Facts, not like some Facts. of these, not not his older stuff because Alien was dope, but I'm yeah, saying, yeah mm. compared to like Prometheus. Um, but yeah, Let's go ahead uh, into our ratings. Yeah. Uh, Jason, what do you give Dune? A one. This movie's too... No. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say... I was, you, over, I was like, what? <laughs> we don't get a lot of stuff like this that isn't a Star Wars or Star Trek movie. So 4.5, my friends. All right, it's big. Jaron, what do you give it? I mean, go... I watched this on HBO Max. I'm going to go see it in the theater before it's uh, it's taken out of rotation at the theater because this movie deserves a theater. So I'm going to yes. give it a 4.5 as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, me and Jerry agree on something. High five. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes all three of us, man. I will give it a 4.5, man. The only hey, reason I'm not giving whoa. it a five. Uh, one Party. reason I'm giving it a five is because, again, like, yeah, I, I don't mind looking at Zadea. So I think it's like I the first time we've ever like so hundred <laughs> percent agreed on a score. Yeah. This is like a momentous occasion. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a boring content. Guys. Fuck y'all. I'm gonna give it a four point two. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let us know what you thought about Doom because you guys have been letting us know about what you think about our other opinions in the comment section. We love hearing your comments, and like we always said, we'll read your comments out loud. And if you ever want to come on the show. Debate us about how you feel about it. We are more than welcome to sit here, and we have an extra part of the screen yeah. around there that could just be we can your score boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we can <laughs> yes, hire we Jaren for two more boxes. <laughs> Thank right. you guys again for listening and watching the Inward for Nerd podcast. It's a pleasure bringing this show to you all. Thank you again. We made it up to 2,000 subscriptions, uh, subscribers, and also thank you for people who commented. If you do, or if you can, we really, really would like to go even higher than 2,000. And how you can do that if you like, share, and subscribe our content on YouTube, Facebook. If you're listening to us on the audio version, you could definitely uh, tell somebody, hey, I got a dope podcast you should listen to. And tell some friends on that because we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Not Apple Pie, but Apple Podcasts. Mm. And Google Podcasts mm. and Anchor FM under Head Cannon Circus. 
So, guys, uh, thank you so much, as well as Jaron. I mean, I always got to remember because you just every time I think of this, I think of you because you're oh. such a lovely human being. Always remember <laughs> to hit the notification bell on YouTube so you can be notified when we do post no mater new material. And uh, yeah, as always, um, Jaron, any final thoughts? Uh, no, yeah, uh, you got it all. We'll hitting that bell makes a sacrifice to the algorithm gods, and we'll show up in more screens and more places so other people can just happen upon us. So do us that solid. We appreciate it. Absolutely. <laughs> Jason, any final words? Uh, also, subscribing is free. No matter where you go, subscribing is free. It doesn't mm -hmm. cost you anything to subscribe to us. So even if you don't listen to us, subscribe. Yeah. I love you guys. <laughs> Be kind. Tip your bartenders 20%. And thank you all for listening. We will see you all next time. And peace.